Hey gang, just a quick note up top because I forgot to mention it during the actual podcast intro. Uh, from here on out, you'll be getting this podcast through Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts instead of SoundCloud because uh, those bastards are raising their rates. So from this point forward, you can subscribe on Apple and it'll just be in your podcast feed with every other podcast you listen to. And one other nice thing about that is that you can rate, like review the podcast so you can really let me and Pat have it in the comments. All right, now onto the show. This is for an NFL record 66 yards. Welcome to Hensley's Hangout with Kyle and Pat. Welcome into the show, everybody. Uh, this is Kyle, your host, and I'm here with Pat, my co-host. Welcome back. Week four was fun. Yes, sir. This is, of course, Hensley's Hangout, where we break down everything that's going on in our 10-person fantasy football league. Uh, so, week four, a lot of fantasy craziness. I mean, it really came down to the wire for Josh and uh, Tyler's matchup. Uh, but we're going to get into week four today. We're going to talk with Eagles superfan Eric Kubler, and uh, we're going to look forward to Week Five. What we're what we expect next week? Yep, a lot of a lot of fun stuff in the fantasy league. A lot of fun stuff in regular football. But um, how was how was our Sunday fun day with our guest uh, Paul Seitz, who is the owner of he- uh, Mondes' Last Rep and his girlfriend Gina? And we also gave Theo his first experience of outdoor football. Yes, sir. That was that was a good time. We went to Das Beer Hall. I had my first liter of beer as a father. Uh, you know, good times had by all, including Theo, who wore the big baby like earmuff things. Yep. Though honestly, the the noise didn't seem to bother him. Yeah, he was great there, and uh, I, unfortunately, the Ravens did not win. But oh, we got to watch God. the Steelers lose too, so that was fun. But uh, so was that the second twenty plus point lead that we've blown this year? Uh, I th- yeah, I think it was like <laughs> seventeen or something like that. But For I just sake. yeah, I mean Harbaugh's definitely to blame on that one. Like he he got up on that podium after the game, and he still died on that hill. But, I mean, there's no one way to put it about. Like, we were sitting next to each other, and I said to you, I hate this, I hate it, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. And sure enough, not only did they not get an incomplete pass, which would have been better because they would have gotten it to two, but he threw an interception. Right. So they got it at the 20, and that just basically not only showed uh, that you don't trust the defense, Mm -hmm. but, you know, it just sends a bad message. And you saw Marcus Peters just basically try to, you know, curb stomp. Hardball on the sideline. And I remember after the game that night, there was, like, beat reporters were talking about, oh, surprise uh, um, press conference scheduled for yeah. Monday afternoon. and everybody's like, oh, Harbaugh's getting canned. Or not Harbaugh, but somebody, you know, there were going to be some kind of person. Hopefully the strength and conditioning coach, because, you know, Bateman went down, Justice Hill went down. The, the injuries are never ending. Turns out it was just a local scumbag, Jimmy Smith, retiring. He is a scumbag. And maybe on the podcast next week, we can talk about my multiple run-ins with Jimmy Smith, which are quite entertaining. Which says a little bit about you as well. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll circle back to that. We'll take that <laughs> offline. So uh, I mentioned we were going to be talking with Eric later on. I think it's worth noting at the top, Eagles, only undefeated team left in the NFL. I know. Pretty shocking. I wouldn't say that... Uh, and also, the only team left after week four, I mean, usually there's a couple more teams. And yeah, that's out of, true. And out of all the teams, the Eagles, I mean, they are in a shit division. They've had a pretty candy schedule to start, but and still impressive will, nonetheless. They'll continue to have a pretty candy schedule. Absolutely. Well, so let's get into our week four review with the uh, Cashman's Heroes. 
And, uh, you know, we both picked ourselves after, uh, you know, some strong outings in week three. Right. Um, and this is, uh, again, to give you guys a refresher, we picked uh, all the teams that were going to win last week between everyone in the Cashman's Heroes League. And so far, Kyle and I, we were the only ones that picked our, ourselves. Everybody else we picked separately. Kyle took Prudence. Ernie McCraven and Nate McGrill, and I took the Heflin Syndicate, Dan Erdman, and Boakland, and I came out on top just by 0.2%. That's how much Tyler beat Josh by. And that was painful. I mean, I saw I saw Debo run for that like 70-yard touchdown. I was like, all right, Pat's drinking the Malort. But uh, no, it didn't end up didn't end up that way. The only person that was sweating more than me was Tyler. Like he <laughs> lost he lost week three on Monday night, and he just lost and he almost lost week four. On something like that, Tyler probably you know is gonna look like Adam soon with the gray hair if he has to sweat <laughs> through these fantasy games anymore. Well, uh, I guess without further delay, seeing that I seeing as I picked fewer winners, I'm gonna drink the Malort. I got it poured here. Mm. Cheers, Kyle. Cheers. Hmm. Yeah, I remember that shot from Sunday that I, I took when we came back here. Not, not, I'm glad I'm not taking another one. You know, I think I like Sean's suggestion that we also get a bottle of Rikoloff or something on that level that you can choose either Malort or Rikoloff. Yeah, that is good. I would actually like to just... you choose Rikoloff? Just to have that little nostalgic, little oh, like little stinging God. going through my veins. And like, Honestly, I mean, I, 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 wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind trying it. It's been, what, 15 years? It's been two <laughs> weeks for me. <laughs> Just kidding. But um, <laughs> thank you for taking that shot. And uh, let's get into our week four matchups. Actually, before we do that, you want to talk about some of the trades that have been rocking the Oh, my Cashman's God. Heroes How League? could we forget? What is there, three or four of them? A couple of trades went through, uh, primarily things affecting week four. But uh, one just went through earlier today that was going to be affecting week five. So I've been, I've been getting involved. as I've been, I've been uh, bemoaning my running back room on this podcast the last couple of weeks so i made a couple of moves to improve it yes and i would definitely say you've done that uh at one trade i would say you gave up a lot but you got a lot of value for it another you didn't but so, i think you definitely got better and you got i would say you got some guys now like some like legitimate guys yeah i i i would agree uh saquon barkley has been the number one running back on the year so far which isn't saying too much it's been a pretty piss poor position um, but I traded with Sean to get him. I traded T. Higgins, who's been totally on fire, plus my first rounder in 23 and a second rounder uh, for the following year. So Josh gets a haul and a young stud wide receiver. Not Josh. Sean gets yes, that. Sean. And uh, I, I'm really hoping to win now. I think I have a lot of great players on my team. So, I mean, if Saquon can take me to the promised land. I also um, worked with Josh to trade Geno Smith, the um, bridge quarterback who is playing, honestly, I think better, better than, than any, Russell Wilson <laughs> and better than I think anyone would have predicted. Yes. Uh, traded Gino to, uh, to Josh for AJ Dillon. And I, this one's got a couple of eyes rolling in the league. Um, and I, I mean, this stuff is all, it, it's all subjective, right? The yep. way that you value any player, it's different for everybody. It's a, it's a league that really favors QBs. So, I mean, he's somebody who has been playing really well. He's stuck on my bench. Josh has Tua and Russell Wilson. He needs somebody with a decent floor. Yep. No, and now it gives him options. We talked about this before the podcast. I looking at it through, you know, through a microscope, 
if it's just one season like normal fantasy football this would have been an easy like one-off trade like okay this makes a lot of sense but i think it's with dynasty you look at age and upside and that's where you know some people were like probably giving their eye roll like josh you gave up aj Dillon, who's got a lot of upside in a packers offense you know if aaron jones goes down he's definitely the guy and i actually was looking at aj Dillon in the offseason i just saw a lot of potential there but definitely both of you guys made some moves i think josh needed to make a move there uh, he's got the, you know, he's got the tools to make a playoff push if he just shores up that quarterback position. And Sean's in full rebuild mode. Uh, Joe Dennis is definitely on the sauce again, and he definitely could. Uh, I think he made and like honestly, like you, Saquon was a great value, but I think Sean got a lot in return for him, and I think he's going to be able to build on not just your first round pick, but your second round pick in twenty four. Yeah, I definitely paid for Saquon, and yeah. I knew. I mean, I knew if I wanted to get a running back one, I was really going to have to. And Honestly, you gave up, you know, T. Higgins, who's a great wide receiver, great young receiver. He's honestly, you know, next to Jamar Chase, like they're going to be there for a long time in Cincinnati. Right. T. Higgins also, like, I mean, you, I wanted him in the offseason when you wanted Leonard Fournette. So, you know, this, that's what, that was the going price. And I mean, you, right. uh, but I had to part ways with Leonard. And I think uh, you guys both made out in that trade well. So I, I think we need to at least chat a little bit about. Paul's trade, uh, Mundus's trade with Sean. Obviously, Sean is, is is coming after picks, and I guess Paul looking for somebody to start now. He traded Khalil Herbert. He traded for Khalil Herbert. Uh, I guess running back two on the Bears uh, for a 2024 first round pick to Sean. What's the what's your take? A little bit of a head scratcher to me. I think uh, to me, you know, this was an easy trade for Sean because he wasn't going to win this year and Khalil Herbert isn't going to make or break his franchise for years right. to come with David Montgomery in front of him. And he gets a first-round pick in 24. And not to, like, you know, be, you know, foreshadow or anything, but I don't think Paul's team is going to be very good. And then, so that could be a higher first-round pick. Now, the one thing I will say, too, is it didn't under, I didn't really, you know, understand this move either because Khalil Herbert isn't going to be the guy yet unless he moves to another team. Or That's what I was going to say. Honestly, Herbert is a good running back. No, he when is. he's on the field, he looks good. So, right. I mean, long-term value could be there. Montgomery does have some health problems, you mm-hmm. know, with staying on the field. But, but, but he but, also but, has a Bears problem. The team sucks. Yeah, they are absolute booty. But the problem – and here's another thing. Like, you only make this trade – if like, if you're Paul, you only make this trade if you're ready to win now. Like, Paul's mm-hmm. not ready to win now. So that's why that move was a little bit of a head-scratcher to me. Yeah, we'll um, see what develops. And kind of wrapping up with the trades aspect, you know, there's – I know you're still working some deals. I got some deals. There are that several. I'm, yeah. I got a couple. I got one deal that's pending physicals right now. And to dot some, uh, cross the I's, dot the T's. You, you know, know I was, I was kind of hoping. That's a trailer park line. I was kind of hoping that that was going to be uh, made for the podcast. So maybe next week we'll be yep. chatting about that. Yep. Uh, definitely got it out there. Um, hopefully uh, with my trade partner, we'll uh, be able to do that. So uh, let's get into the, pot, uh, the matchups for week four. I guess let's start with me first. I played Sean. Uh, and the fighting Joe Dennis's. Yep. Uh, I, I got a W. I'm up to two and two now, and I'm happy about that. Um, I, I mean, we've already talked about the trade trades, and I think my team's going to be better uh, moving forward for it. I will say one thing that is really infuriating about my team right now is Kyle Pitts. I mean, oh. I'm. It's almost like is this season just punted with Mariota? Like he is such a talent, which but is it's like what am, I, what am I supposed to do because, on a week to week basis? Yeah, because you know Mariota is actually having decent fantasy production, and Cordero Patterson, who just went down, was having decent fantasy production. Drake London, and I was like, 
why isn't Kyle Pitts? And he, like the Falcons kind of do have a fun offense, so this is a little concerning. Yeah, but he's, you do he's, have some depth there. He's the best decoy in the league. Yeah, exactly. And you know, like I said, has has you have some depth at tight end, so you might have to like consider it. But right now, I'd keep riding that train to see if it like it sparks up soon. Starting Hayden Hurst over Kyle Pitts feels really bad. Yeah, but you know he's been <laughs> he's been having some solid outputs for the Bengals. But I know. but it is hard when you're you yeah. know a failed. Baseball pitcher who was drafted in the first round by the Ravens. So uh, one other thing I want to talk about with uh, the Dennis's team, we mentioned he's got he's having a fire sale right now. He's got a bunch of players Yard that are fire sale, on that are on the trading block right now. So right now he's got a couple of players on the block. I want to know which one you'd want to pick up, if any. So he's got Zeke, DK Metcalf, uh, Marquise Brown, and uh, Amari Cooper on the block right yep. now. And, Do any uh, of those any of those work for you? So. The thing I've been thinking about with Sean's like people he's put on the block, you know, he has to make some deals. Like he's in full tank mode. That's very evident. And he's actually reached out to me for um, for assets and what he wants to part ways with. Uh, the only person I would really have interest in would be DK Metcalf. Same. Because um, Zeke, uh, they they talk about all over sports radio how he's on a downturn. Uh, Marquise Brown's on a one year deal with the Cardinals, having a great fantasy production year, but. You know, uncertainty on, you know... What I think the, they'll sign him. I yeah. think they'll sign him. Well, I, I'm not sure with him and Hopkins. And, uh, you know, they have some young wide receivers like Rondale Moore. And uh, we'll see. Yeah. And Amari Cooper plays for the Browns and the, the quarterback situation there. And that's all they got. So, like, mm-hmm. he hasn't really been too impressive. But Metcalf, even with uncertainty of quarterback and even Geno's playing well, like, he just has freak athletic talent. And um, that's the only one I would go for personally. But other people might be able to, you know... As we say, another man's trash is another man's treasure. Yeah, I think Sean can definitely pick up another couple picks, high picks, certainly first and second rounders um, out of that bunch. Also, to kind of wrap that up, too, is but at what point do you keep a solid base to build your franchise on? That's why, I know, like, yeah. that's why like, you know, some people might want Cooper or Zeke. I doubt it. But, you know, I would definitely be holding on to Marquise Brown and Metcalf for the future just to, so you have some base. Unless somebody comes back with a huge offer, yeah. those, Met- were, there'd be, there's, there's some solid wide receivers to catch on to. Metcalf has, like, overall wide receiver one potential with a, the right quarterback. It's just a matter of when. Yep, and even with Russell Wilson, who is a pretty consistent quarterback, he had some down games. It, it happens with these deep threat guys. Yeah, like Marquise true. Brown has been, you know, been a pretty solid PPR guy, but... Uh, we'll see what happens with the Cardinals going move, moving forward. Anyway, uh, moving into the next matchup, let's talk about Donnie's running tab Ooh. versus Mundus's last rep. And honestly, before I'm, I'm going to let you cook and take that victory lap before we even get into it. Yes, thank you, because <laughs> I have been massaging my dick all week about how bad I wanted to beat Paul. And my God, did Donnie show up. I beat him. I almost doubled him up, and Paul scored 90-something points. I... 92.8% I beat him by. And um, I'm just so happy with the way my team is playing. I'm glad I just, you know, have insane depth at running back and wide receiver. I'm really happy that my first-round picks of Chris Olave and Damian Pierce look to be legit. Zach Wilson is back to banging moms. Kenny Two Gloves is subbed in. And he looks to be the guy in Pittsburgh. So I don't really see a lot of, you know, uh, negativity on my team right now. I mean, who knows, injuries and, like, Bad play could creep up, but I'm just going to be milking it for now. I, 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 I'm sorry to say you're super deep as well at all of these positions. Uh, I mean, what can you say? Jared Goff, TJ Hawkinson, Mike Evans all had 30-plus points. Yep. 
Amon Ross St. Brown went out and TJ Hawkinson just picked up the load. And Jared Goff has been a delightful surprise for me. Um, you know, him and Lamar Jackson basically switched stat lines this That's week. so weird. Yeah, and I mean, when the team's playing well, it's, you know, it's doing well. Um, and also Mundus' last rep, you know, they're just they're, – they're down in the dumps right now. He's got a lot of decent pieces. You know, Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams. Uh, James Justin Robinson's Herbert. playing really well. Zach Ertz is having a great year. It's just a matter of, like, when can he start all the right guys at the right time? I mean – when does Paul start looking in the mirror and being like, poor, poor management is just taking this team down? Is it the coaching? Is it general manager? I don't know. What's going on in that big head of Paul's? And, uh, you know, Paul is looking for running backs, too. I've been, talk, I've been doing a little talking and trying to deal running backs to him, too. But, honestly, there's, there's, a lot not go, or there's not a lot going on on his team that he's going to want to part ways with. Hmm. Um, and he needs a lot right now. But uh, we'll see what Mundus has to do. Um, and Indeed. that Khalil Herbert trade, again, I'm not sure if that was the move for him or not. So moving into the next one, and honestly, I would say this was the marquee matchup of the week. Yep. Uh, the McCracken versus Dan Erdman's cellmate. This one came down to, as we mentioned earlier, this came down to the final minutes of the game. Yep. So, I mean, starting off with the winner, Dan Erdman's cellmate squeaked it out by a fraction of a point. Uh, a couple of his running backs finally came back. Uh, Eckler had a huge performance, and sadly, Javante's down, but he's got a lot of studs at the running back position. Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, mm-hmm. and uh, Ramondre Stevenson reserves. I think, you know, as we talked about it, like, going into the season, that Tyler definitely has one of the deeper running back oh, rooms easy. in the league. Easy. And, you know, that's why he has them, and because he has uncertainties with some of the injury history of some of his running backs. I mean, like next guy up mentality. I will say Eckler has been really disappointing this season. Yeah, I, I have him in another league, and it's it makes me sad. But uh, I mean, finally you got that blow up week, so yeah, got to be happy with 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 pretty much everybody on the squad yeah. minus Terry McLaurin, which I mean, bet on the Commanders, and that's going to happen soon enough. Yep, and that's a good transition to you know. Is the Carson Wentz honeymoon over for Tyler? I mean, he, he had two strong first weeks, but, you know, um, I know he gave up a lot to get Carson Wentz, but I think Carson Wentz is starting to realize he is indeed Carson Wentz. Yeah, uh, I mean, that, Kirk Cousins 2.0. That trade kind of felt like a reach at the time, and we'll see what he can pull together. I, I think that Carson is probably running out of runway to, to pull something together. I mean, he looked like absolute shit last year down the stretch, and, I mean, he's got all the weapons at his disposal in Washington. So, I mean, if he can't pull it off here, what the heck happens no, to him? No, I next? agree. He's, I think this is his last leg of like you know getting his a full starting job i mean right i, I he's, he's got taylor heineke behind him so i don't think he has a lot of threat but at least they were fun with them and like they made games fun now it just looks kind of dead um but tyler is three and one um he's got a solid team when the team starts clicking uh dan urban selman as we said you know he was one of the projected favorites this year i think the team's fine but a little concerning from the Carson Wentz. So, so on the other side, uh, McCracken finally got a nice performance out of Russell Wilson, who has looked pretty shitty this year. Um, Stephon Diggs, a little bit of a down week. Debo, he's going crazy. Kelsey's Kelsey. I mean, Waddles, he's banged up, right? A little bit. So, I mean, I think Josh has a lot of the right pieces there. It's just a matter of when are they all going to fire at the same time. Obviously, also something to mention here is Alvin Kamara, what the heck is going on with him? He's got like broken ribs or something. What is yeah, taking not, so That long? was a little bit of a surprise. Um, I I think that's what's holding uh, Josh's team back pretty pretty significantly because you know he's a top ten running back when he is healthy, mm-hmm. and uh, if he can get on like you, like the people you mentioned, Travis Kelsey, Stephon Diggs, but 
you know, a little help from Jerry Judy and uh, Jalen Waddle. Mm-hmm. You know, Josh's team is another, uh, you know, top three, top four team in the league when healthy. So last year I picked up Cordero Patterson in like week one or something, and he was strong all year. Now, obviously, he's on IR. We'll see if he makes it back. He's like 32 or something like that. Yeah. So honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he's like right. more or less toast. On Josh's bench is Tyler Algier, who is kind of just waiting in the wings here. I don't know. He was like a fifth-round pick or something, so he's not. he doesn't have huge draft capital, but um, we'll see what happens with him. He could be the next guy to yeah. watch. Yeah, I mean, team. we joked about, you know, or he was definitely somebody we roasted during the draft. Like, I can't believe Josh took him. And now it's looking like a first-round steal. Could uh, be. That, that, the fact that he's, uh, you know, fluxed into our starting role now because of uh, Patterson's injury. And compared to other first-round people like James Cook, Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, you know. Brees Hall did go crazy this week. He did. He but played, Kenneth Walker and James Cook, you're totally right. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> um, you know, he plays in the NFC South. Yeah. Like, with pretty, pretty right. it's not really the stronger division right now, but – you know, we'll see how that uh, – maybe Josh was on to something. So, moving on, Prudence versus the Heflins. I mean, Prudence is looking strong. I, 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 he's got a lot of pieces there, some of them a little older, some of them a little more injury-prone, but they really pulled it together this week. The Heflins are looking pretty sorry without uh, Jonathan Taylor, for yep. sure. And I think Prudence, just like we bashed Paul for being a poor manager, I think Prudence might be, you know, bounce-back coach of the year after being – you know, he was our last-place finisher – Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, so I mean, he's off to a nice three and one start after being in last place. Um, Heflin's are pretty down bad with uh, Baker being Baker Mayfield down in Carolina and Mitch getting benched, which that's definitely a gut punch to Brendan because Mitchell Trubisky is like, if if Brendan went gay, it'd be Mitchell Trubisky, <laughs> then get, and then and then Jay Cutler. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, I guess last week I was hating on James Conner quite a lot. He looked okay this week. He's he's but that's all he's ever going to be. He's never going to be. And the Cardinals I mean, stink, dude. You know they're the they're the best bad team in the league. Yes, agreed. And guess who they host this week? The Philadelphia Eagles. Oh boy. So I kind of like the Cardinals in that they are in home. They're could not very good, but that could be an upset. Uh, I think the Eagles are favored by six and a half on the road, which means if they were at home, they'd be favored by fourteen. Do you really think they could cover like fourteen points against? No, but I think they can win the game. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. When you're six and a half point favorite, yeah. you better you better win. Yeah. But you know, Prudence, uh, he has a surprising amount of depth at uh, running back. He left jo- Josh Jacobs on his bench for 34 points, which who could blame him? I mean, the the Raiders have been a total shit show. I, you you had to see something like this before you could start Josh Jacobs. I don't blame him at all. And I'm sure uh, Prudence is very happy that you know <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, uh, who was not surprisingly. Injured before the game, and still ended up showing up. And when healthy, he is why he's drafted very high. So, Brian's definitely happy for that. Definitely got a deep young wide receiver room. Um, but you want to kick it off with uh, how the, the Heflin Syndicate is doing right now? I mean, I think we just got to talk about the running back room over there. I mean, Jonathan Taylor he exited in like the first quarter, right? Um, and he's officially listed as questionable. But I'd be pretty surprised if they don't sit him this week. Yeah, and who are they playing? Uh, not sure. Well, Denver. I, okay. On Thursday night, yeah. So yeah. short week. Short week. Yeah. So that's that's tough. Um. So feel, Kenny Gainwell. I mean, oof. that's a tough. That's a tough start. It's just hurting I my mean, soul just here. That eight point seven points that he got this week. That's about the ceiling for him, unless he gets in the end zone. Yeah. Which I mean, Miles Sanders is playing really well, so feels unlikely. And they run a lot of three running back sets. Uh, I know Boston Scott was hurt, but he, they get a little production from him. 
I mean, honestly, Claude Heflin is definitely looking for some black tar heroin. Uh, he needs to make a trade. Um, I've heard to the rumor mill that he's been looking for trades with running backs around the league. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonathan Taylor has been discussed. Pat, Pat Fryermuth has been discussed. Wow. Yep, Jahan Dotson was on the trading block. Jonathan Taylor has been discussed. Yep, can't disclose who and right. with and for what. But, yeah, um, interesting. You know, I'm working – I will personally say I'm working out a Clyde Edwards-Solaire for Fryermuth deal. Uh, with other pieces attached. Wow, that's a uh, that's breaking news. Yeah, that is breaking. That's news. breaking news. Yep. Um, there is a deal in place pending physicals. Um, I mean, Fryermuth has looked great. Yep. He's like probably the strongest play on that team moving forward with no. with Kenny Tuglo. And I have T.J. Hawkinson, but you know, you Brendan, gotta, Brendan Brendan also has Mark Andrews. The so Lions are going to be the Lions sooner sooner or later. I understand, and that's why I kind of want Fryermuth. He's young. He's good. Yep. But Brendan has Mark Andrews, who, you know, he had his yeah, first down guy. week. And, like, Pat Fryermuth, unless Brendan's really down bad, which he might be soon, he might have to start Fryermuth and Mark Andrews at the same time just for some consistent fantasy production. So one curious thing I'm seeing over here is the Heflins have three empty bench spots. Um, yeah, I mean, we talked about this uh, beginning of the season, during the season. I just don't understand why people don't capitalize on bench spots. Like, even even if the people out there are, like, not that good, just just fill them up just so you have nothing. In the offseason, I grabbed Isaiah McKenzie just because I saw him, and I'm like, oh, shit, he's the slot receiver on Buffalo. They're going to have a good offense. Yep. Look at him now. Like, he's just killing it. And you never know what these guys are going to do. And if anything, you just cut, you just cut him. You just mm-hmm. cut James Prochet. Like, I thought he was going to be good for the Ravens, but, you know, he hasn't even seen the field. So, you know, off to unemployment you go. Yeah, I mean – uh, it, it can't hurt to fill up your IR when you've got a bunch of people on IR on your uh, And Brendan's roster. also notorious for keeping people that aren't even in the league anymore, a.k.a. Jordan Howard. That's uh, very interesting. <laughs> so let's get into our last uh, last matchup, Boakland versus Nate McGreal. And I, I took Nate McGreal as a bounce back. Happy uh, birthday, Nate. Yeah, first of all, happy birthday, Nate. But uh, I, I took Nate as a bounce back and an upset win this week. Which was and, a scorching cake. And I was not rewarded. Uh, <laughs> no, Nate McGreal is officially in tanking season. But he did break 100 finally, so I guess there's some silver lining for uh, Adam's team. I mean, looking at everybody on his roster, like his starting roster, it's like, okay, he could put together a good week, but the bench is super-duper thin. Yeah, very thin. Honestly, though, Rashad White also looking like potentially a second or third-round steal. Yeah, I mean, we said that going in, that Mm -hmm. uh, that could be an intriguing pick when he took them. But um, he did fumble the opening kickoff, uh, but he did, you know, in the passing game with the Bucs, he did do pretty well. Um, And... I'm going to kick this to you because I, I know you kind of engaged with Adam with trade talks about certain, I don't know what pieces, but what do you think Adam's, you know, uh, strategy is going forward? Because I think you've even mentioned to me that Adam, you know, is high horse about how much he values draft picks in his team. Yeah, I mean, he definitely places a, a really high value on picks compared to some other managers in the league. And, I mean, at this point, he's looking like he might have a top three pick. So I think it's it's going to be solidified the number one pick. Yeah. So I mean, he's right to put a lot of value on that. At the same time, it's like I don't know what it's it it it's tough. He's obviously he's it, it's going to be hard for him to play for today. But how do you how do you make that right moving forward? Yep. He doesn't have a lot of pieces that people are going to want to take and trade picks for. So he's in a in between a rock and, and a hard place and, right now. And to kind of after I've just been bashing him, I will defend him on this aspect. If, that number one pick, even if he gets the second pick, this is a very quarterback heavy draft. There's a lot of good, you know, quarterback um, talent coming out. Yeah. Um, 
I was just looking at it today, just like, you know, just a mock draft, just to see, like, who's going up there. They're probably projecting five, six quarterbacks, just, wow. like, just like a couple of years ago when the Baker, Lamar, Josh Allen draft. At, at the same time, like, as we've seen with Trevor Lawrence just the last two years, it can take some time. Lawrence yep. looked like absolute shit last year. And he's, I mean, he's turning it on this year, so yep. and, you got to um, give him some time. Yep, and, uh, you know, that's somebody uh, that's a good transition to Boakland's team because he is on Boakland's team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Trevor Lawrence was a steal, too. He, I think he was the last pick of the first round in our inaugural draft. Correct. Um, nobody wanted to touch him because they weren't sure of the hype. They weren't and sure the playing Jags. the Jags. Yeah, Shitty team. You took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Sometimes a good coach, sometimes good pieces around him. Like when you're on your rookie deal, you don't mm-hmm. have that huge cap hit. Right. Uh, uh, cough, cough. Lamar Jackson tra- <laughs> contract coming up. But yeah. So um, so Adam definitely has to hold that high pick. But uh, you know, Boakland off to a good start too. And um, I mean, he's he's the chalk favorite at this point. I mean, look at that starting lineup. It's like you know, Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, Cooper Cup, Mike Williams. I mean. Between Cup and Higby, that's literally the entire Rams offense. Dude, I, I think I saw a stat last night that they had like uh, 30-something targets or 20-something targets between both of them last <laughs> night against the what? 49ers. <laughs> that's a shitload of targets for a tight end and a wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, Cooper Cup also had like a million receptions last year. But, Crazy. Um, I know, uh, I know you've been setting his lineup while he, uh, you know, is on a sub somewhere. Mm-hmm. But how long does his highest projection mentality last, Brendan? Going and going into bye weeks and when injuries start hitting. So the injuries are really going to be the crazy part because he is not that deep at a, a lot of these positions. No, you know, you, he's going to be starting, uh, you know, Naheem Hines, which when Jonathan Taylor's out, not a bad play. But, you know, if Aaron Jones goes down, he's going to be struggling. Brandon, I know you're on a sub, but just full of metal, so I'll knock on wood for you because of uh, the injury bug hasn't struck you yet. But There we go. Uh, it's a long season. Wait till the dog days of uh, you know November and December hit with the cold weather. They are coming. Well, 4-0 is a good start regardless. Yep. So uh, that's, that about wraps it up for week four. Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, Bonkies. Today's episode of Hensley's Hangout is brought to you by Bonkies. No jokes this week, just great ice cream, weird Depression-era candy that tastes like sawdust, and every flavor of snowball under the sun. We have a special promo code that is only available in our New Freedom, Pennsylvania, and Bethany Beach, Delaware locations, since the listenership of this podcast wouldn't be caught dead in Red Lion or Stewartstown. Mention promo code HENSLEY for a free pack of candy cigarettes the next time you stop into a Bonkies in New Freedom, PA, or Bethany Beach, Delaware. That's promo code HENSLEY for a free pack of candy cigarettes as long as you're not in Red Lion or Stewartstown. Now back to the show. Man, I only had one snowball this year. Can you believe that, Kyle? <laughs> I, I think I actually only had one snowball, too. I went to the Bonkies uh, down at the beach a couple of times. Yeah, it's and really good. I, I, I just go ice cream. I, oh, they got crazy flavors. They're delicious. Yeah, they do. They have like a Cookie Monster and shit like All that. All types of crazy shit. Yeah, I'm, I've still been a Skylight guy since I've been four. I haven't changed it up one bit. The only snowball I had this past year, and this is a little bit of a hot take, egg custard. It's my favorite flavor. Actually, not really a hot take. I think a lot of people do like egg custard. Okay. Well, I'll put a little bit of my, uh, the marshmallow in there. That's eaten right there. Uh, speaking of marshmallow, we're about to have a call with one of the craziest people on this planet. Uh, Eric Kubler, uh, he is not in the Cashman's Heroes League, um, but he is... What's that league called? The Club Hodel. Club Hodel. He's an absolute menace in the Club Hodel. Yep, I shared I shared some content with Kyle over the weekend. This uh, guy's sick in the head. Yeah, he definitely belongs at Shepard Pratt right now uh, with a straight jacket on. Um, well, but we'll have to cut to him shortly. Yeah, let's, let's cut to the call with Eric. 
Uh, Eric Kubler, you there? It's Mr. Warm and Easy! It's Mr. Eddie Given Sunday! It's Mr. Foreign Fucking O! It's Mr. Unfucking Defeated! Can I say something? Can I say something on your guys' fucking show real quick? Yeah. Fuck the Cowboys, fuck the Giants, the Commanders, the Jaguars, the Saints, the Ravens, the Steelers, the Browns, the Dolphins, the fucking Chiefs. Fuck the Bengals, the Raiders, the Cardinals, the fucking Broncos. All right, all right. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck, but especially, especially, does not get enough credit. Fuck the goddamn Jets. I'm tired of hearing them on my fucking television every fucking Sunday, all right? So, everybody, welcome Eric Kubler into the podcast. Yeah, uh, uh, Eric, you're on Hensley's Hangout. What do you call a cow with two fucking legs? What do you call a cow with two fucking legs? Cowboy? Cooper Rush's mother! Fuck them! Fuck them! Fuck them! Is this an FM or uh, AM radio station? (laughs) Oh, my God. What's up, boys? What's happening? Thanks, you, Eric, for calling in. And I I literally... uh, (laughs) I'm really impressed with that intro. Like, I love that so much. Kyle, uh, how do you want to follow that up? So, <laughs> Eric, you're our first. I've heard that people are talking a little reckless about the Eagles right now in Philadelphia. <laughs> what gave that, what gave that indication, Kyle? Pissing mud, blood, and beer, baby. The birds are back. My Philly birds are back, baby. Yep, Eric, we wanted to bring you in. Uh, so just to give you a little preface, you're our first non-league member of Cashman's Heroes right. that's on our podcast. And, uh, you know, we usually bring in on the highest scoring team, which ironically has been me the last three weeks. And I just told Kyle that you've been, you know, having your dick really hard these last couple of weeks with the Eagles being 4-0. I can tell you my secret. I can tell you my fucking secret. You don't need to pay me. You don't need to fucking subscribe to me. You don't need to follow me. You don't need to goddamn like me. I don't draft Baltimore Ravens. I don't draft them. I won't even fucking look at them. Well, Eric, I'm we did. <laughs> Eric, we did want to bring you in because uh, we wanted to get the temperature of the Eagles, which obviously, if you're speaking for South Philly and every other Philly scumbag out there, you're pretty happy. Temperature's but, uh, high. Yeah, but uh, first off, I we want to we wanted to say congrats on your. We want to say congrats on your new job at Jaguar. We're appreciative that you finally got health insurance at age 30. You get, so, get uh, those cavities looked at. About to quit, boys. I'm fucking undefeated. This job <laughs> is holding me back. It's holding me back from my fucking true potential of being a fucking world champion again. I'm quitting the job. I'm moving back to Philadelphia, and I'm going to fucking buy the team. <laughs> <laughs> that first paycheck must have really landed. Speaking yeah. of uh, big money contracts. I my first paycheck. Holy shit. Big, big money, especially going to be coming Jalen Hurts' way. How do you feel mm-hmm. about Jalen? <laughs> I know what you boys are thinking. I got it all. I got a beautiful girl. I got a fucking California sunny, sunshine on my balls. I got a fucking high-paying job. I'm burying cash in the back fucking yard. Why do I still paint my face green every fucking Sunday? Why do I get so emotionally invested in this fucking football team? Why do I care so much about Jalen Hurts? Because I fucking love him and I fucking <laughs> want to be him. Oh my so, God. so uh, I, I take that to mean you're pretty happy with his performance on the field. <laughs> Goddamn right, Kyle. <laughs> Goddamn right. <laughs> I didn't get that vibe. <laughs> Uh, how are you feeling about Miles Sanders so far? Staying healthy, couple games in, he's really doing his thing. 
30 miles, man. He's playing on that contract year. Mm. Fuck, it's like two uh, second contracts are fucking hard on the running back. So it's too good to be true. Fucking keep that goddamn ankle tight. Keep it fucking taped. Keep giving that boy the ball. What do you what do you uh, what do you have to say about Devontae Smith and AJ Brown? AJ Brown, I mean, is he worth the money so far? All Batman's no Robins, baby. <laughs> well said. Yeah, sometimes you're the bug, sometimes you're the windshield. <laughs> <laughs> this team is the best fucking team I've ever seen in my life. Our schedule is fucking weak as shit. That's true. It's so fucking weak. True. There, there's no reason the Eagles don't go 17 and fucking O and then bring Lombardi back to the fucking city of Philadelphia. Back to fucking Broad Street. Bring it back. Sounding a little bit like Vince Young over there calling it the dream team. Uh, I'm not going to say that. I'm saying it's the best <laughs> fucking team. Speaking of, uh, speaking of which, actually, uh, another Vince, Vince Papali, isn't that what uh, the coach had on when he had that hangover look in the, in the Nick tunnel? Nick Sirianni, yeah. Yeah, Nick Sirianni, he's looking hungover. I think he's enjoying the, uh, the 4-0 as well. Sirianni is captivating the heart and soul of Philadelphia. Fucking, how do you pronounce his last name? Pepperoni? <laughs> Close enough. Close enough. Uh, so that D looking mean... That uh, what was the what's the name of that D lineman they drafted in the first round? Uh, Jordan Davis, dude. Davis, big boy, man, big country. Next to Mad Dog number ninety nine, next to fucking Brandon Graham in the backfield, we got Chauncey, we got fucking Darius mm. Slade, big Darius play Bradbury, Slade. Yeah, yeah. we got T.J. White, we got fucking Hicks. This is the best fucking team in the league, dude. I don't care that we're from the NFC East. I don't care that we play a weak-ass schedule. So, that team is fucking loaded. So I'm going to regret asking you this question, but are you guys the Super Bowl favorites coming out of the NFC? Are you asking me if we're Super Bowl favorites? No, Pat. I don't think we're Super Bowl fucking favorites. <laughs> yeah, we're fucking Super Bowl fucking favorites. Wow. I mean, it's, 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 hard, it's hard for me to even come up with, with a question. I just want to hear you riff. I literally told Kyle, I told Kyle, I'm like, yeah, we should bring Eric on um, just because I've seen the content in our separate group message mm-hmm. and uh, watching the rise you get out of different people, like getting so pissed off that the Eagles are doing well. And I, I embrace it. I don't really embrace it when the Ravens are losing, which they're pretty mediocre right now. So, but I still do. It does bring me some levity. So, we do appreciate want, you being you, Eric. I want everyone to see how much fucking fun I'm having, and they hate it. I want you, them to say, Eric has it all. You know, He's got I, a I actually, fucking I, girlfriend. He's got California sunshine on his balls. He's got more money than he knows what to do with it. He's driving around in fancy cars. He's goddamn eating caviar. He's got fucking everything he wants, and he's unfucking defeated. So actually, it's funny you mentioned it. The the one one thing I was hoping to chop up with you a little bit. So the last time I saw you, we were in Chicago. We were going to see the Grateful Dead. You know, it was peaceful vibes. It was not four and O vibes. And I wonder how do you juggle your deadhead persona and your four and O persona? Basically, why are you a schizophrenic? <laughs> Apples to oranges, dude. As soon as you put Jerry Garcia fucking solo on the goddamn radio my entire focus is in meditation it's in peace it's in fucking every religion in the book mm. goddamn flip it to fucking Matthew John fucking Luke what else is there in the bible <laughs> it's like that it's fucking that and then when I go to fucking therapy that's on Sunday at 1 o'clock eastern time 10 o'clock California time and I get a release and then that release lets me be myself throughout the week by telling all my friends every second of the day to eat my shit. 
I've been eating your shit. Trust me. It doesn't taste well. Well, and you know what, Eric? Uh, this, this persona looks good on you. I got to say, Pat trying to talk all this shit in our group chat. He's 4-0. Uh, he's getting the, the number one score every week. He's a shithead about it. <laughs> good, good. Let him hear it, Pat. Let him know. Let I know. Him know who the top dog is, dude. I can see everybody's eyes rolling in the back of their skulls when I start talking, so that means I talk louder. <laughs> Hungry dogs run faster. Hungry dogs run faster. Well, uh, I really appreciate you calling in here. Uh, go birds going forward. I mean, Meredith says it. I'll say it. Yeah, um, what's, uh, what's Leo going to be raised to be? Oh, he's a Ravens fan. Oh God! Put him up for May adoption. Lord have mercy on his soul. He's a sinner. <laughs> well, thank you, Eric. We really do appreciate you being you, and uh, hope you can you finish your smoke break and get, go back to the showroom for a Jaguar. <laughs> All right, boys. Great hearing you. Good luck with the show. All right, peace out. Bye bye. Well, it's nice to hear from Eric, but that guy's fucked in the head. Yeah, just a smidge. You only talk to him once every uh, presidential election. I have yeah. to talk to him once a day. He literally, Kyle, I tell you, like, I showed you the group message. The Eagles play once a week. He reminds us that they're <laughs> undefeated every fucking day and sends these stupid Facebook memes to us all the time. He he definitely uses the group chat in a in a unusual way. And I honestly respect it. Like, I talked to him on the side about it. Like, it's... The best thing about fantasy football, not to go down a tangent because our league understands it, but like, how much does this fantasy football league keep our friendships together? It's fun, man. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It keeps us together. You know, it. It. We talk about shit going on in our lives. Like we say funny shit, and that's what Eric like tries to do with these stupid ass things. By him, you know, talking all the time, it gets people to come out of the woodworks and be like, Eric, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Like, but (laughs) then we talk about other stupid shit going on in his life, like his new job. Anyway, uh, let's get into the last segment of the show today. Uh, this week, I Choose You is presented by our friends at Bonkies. Uh, we're going to be predicting who we think is going to win in week five. All right, so this week we're going to be predicting who we think is going to win uh, in each of the matchups in Week 5. And just as a reminder, whoever gets the fewest right has to take a shot of Malort or Rikolov at the beginning of the next week's episode. I'm hoping you're on a two-week losing streak because Malort and Rikolov are both terrible. <laughs> so first matchup of the week, Donnie's running tab versus the fighting Joe Dennis's. Pat, who do you think is going to win this one? How much time do you want me to spend on this between me and Sean? Can you give me three seconds? Uh, I'll give you plenty. Uh, I lo- <laughs> As you can tell, I love talking about my team. <laughs> but uh, I am definitely have to roll with me. Another shit pumping in line for Joe Dennis, especially during fire sale season. His team's obviously not playing for anything this year. My team is uh, Super Bowl contenders, so definitely have to roll with me. It's a little hard to, to uh, take Sean in this matchup, but, I mean, he does have some pieces here who could blow up. It could be his week, but... I think I'm still going to bet on you, Donnie. Um, I, I think if Sean looks into a QB option behind Stafford, he could do pretty well for himself this year, honestly. You know, a young quarterback who's got some runway in front of him, but I, I think you win it this week. Hey, you can call a turd as a turd as much as you want, but at the end of the day, it's still shit. So, like, Indeed. I mean, I know you don't want to pick me, but uh, this, is, <laughs> this is one of the biggest layups. This is more of a layup than when I played Adam. 
You're probably right. Up next, uh, my Abshag in 2032 squad versus Mundus' last rep. I'm going to keep betting on myself. I think I, I, I like the changes that I've made on my team in the last week, and I like where the team's going. Yeah, I'm going to have to double down on that one too. I know we keep going with each other, but and it's not just because we're co-hosts and we don't want to kill each other, but you know, I have to go with you. You have more options, uh, a lot of depth, consistency, and uh, Mundus' last rep, there's just – absolutely no direction going on in that room and uh i don't think this is the week he pulls it together so up next we got nate mcgreal versus dan erdman's cellmate uh you can't bet on nate right now when kyler's playing in philly and naji and Deontay are playing against buffalo i mean it's possible that that uh nate gets off the schneid one of these weeks but this is not going to be it yeah i think dan erdman i agree uh he got he's got to ride that gerald everett train uh with great contract from his running back room so uh, I'd have to say that uh, I have to agree with you Dan Urban has to go off to a 4-1 start so I, I think the next matchup Boakland versus Prudence Delilah I think this is the marquee matchup of the Agreed. week um, I think this is going to be a close one I'm taking Boakland um, I think that they're going to keep it rolling this week but I think it's definitely possible that Prudence takes him over. Yeah, I mean, I have to bet on Prudence this week. Uh, I, sorry, Hunter, I bet against you the last two times, and I won't be fooled again. Something's brewing in that underdog woke community down in uh, down in Sarasota, but uh, I think Boakland gets his first loss of the season, and uh, I think Prudence is uh, going to be four and one at the end of this week. And lastly, we got the McCracken versus the Heflin Syndicate. I'm saying let's go Heflins. I need them to get off the Schneid here. Derek Carr, I think he's going to be in a shootout. And you can't keep Justin Jefferson down. I'm thinking big weeks for him and hopefully for C.D. Lamb as well in Cooper Rush's uh, closing statements on his uh, little time as the uh, replacement quarterback, maybe? Yeah, I mean, he's Dak, not... Is, is there a quarterback controversy in Dallas? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think he's gone as he's soon as Dak is back. How much are they spending on Dak this year? Too much. <laughs> yeah, indeed, but... Um, I think I think it's going to be a big week for those guys, and Andrews is not going to be so slow this week. So uh, the opposite of what I just did with Prudence, I bet against him. I'm not picking the Heflin Syndicate one more week in a row. This is the third week I'm not doing it. They've fucked me twice in a row. Um, I'm betting on Josh. I think Josh, uh, you know, is going to start Geno. I think he's going to perform for him. It depends on if Brendan's trade uh, goes forward with me, but I just don't think Heflin uh, has it this week. Well, that was I Choose You. Uh, I guess to wrap up, we got another London game coming up this week. I got to say, it's kind of cool to wake up with some football on the East Shit, Coast. Yeah, you literally watch football for 12 straight hours. It ain't bad. And Green Bay versus the Giants, that's kind of a sneaky good matchup. This is, I heard a crazy stat today that this is the first time we've sent two teams with winning records to London for a game. Whoa. I mean, I guess that kind of checks out. Every year we're kind of moaning and groaning about who's playing. Yeah, but sometimes they're late in the season. Like, both teams have winning records. Yeah. I mean, mm. and, uh, you know, last couple things to wrap up. Sunday night, Ravens against the Bengals. What are you feeling? I mean, fucking go Ravens. Come on. Yeah, I mean, I think so, too. Yeah. Um, I think that I think, they can pull it off, too. I think the Bengals don't look too hot. I mean, they've been getting a little bit better, but I think yeah. the Ravens, uh, they just got to finish all four quarters. Uh, they didn't score a point in the second half last week, but I'm feeling better about this game at Sunday night. Nelly's performing at halftime. I don't know if you saw that. Whoa. Yeah, so <laughs> once it, grammar. Yeah, hot in here gets out there. There's <laughs> going to be a lot of white trash people going nuts. You know, we didn't mention it when we were talking about uh, Nate McGrill's team earlier, but Dobbins looks pretty good. 
Yes. Uh, yeah, to kind of close that up, too, I was delightfully surprised about that. I knew he would have, and once they let the, you know, the training wheels off from his injury, mm-hmm. I thought he was going to produce. So, so I mean, that's we, a, that is some silver lining from what we've been seeing. Yeah, and, I mean, we get Gus back within the next two, three weeks, and hopefully we'll have it rolling. I think the Ravens are a good team. They just need to finish out games, not have these dumbass coaching mistakes and bad challenges, clock management, but that's just – those are Harbaugh's weaknesses as a coach. It's always been, you know – challenging stupid shit and also using timeouts and not milking the clock appropriately but last thing to wrap it up we have to wish you good luck going back to work after eight weeks on uh, maternity leave yeah not looking forward to it i gotta say i haven't <laughs> done uh haven't done a lick of work in eight weeks and it's gonna suck to go back we'll have to we'll have to get a recap of your first day back on the podcast next week so tune in yikes well Thanks for tuning in, folks. Talk to you soon. Good luck this week.